Let's talk about the path to success. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO Pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, with another episode ready to give you some more actionable, practical advice that I hope will help you to grow your voiceover business. I'm really excited about this episode. Now, just before we get there, though, could you just do me one quick favor? If you've been enjoying the podcast, would you leave a five-star review for me on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to be listening? Uh, it's really helpful for other people to be able to find the show, and I would appreciate it if you would do it. So my guest today, I think, just has a really great story. And my hope is that as you listen to his story, it will inspire you to maybe give yourself a little bit of a break as you work your way through the voiceover industry to tell your own story. One of the most dangerous games in voiceover is the comparison game. Social media makes it so easy for people to share all of their successes. And before long, we can become convinced that everybody out there is crushing their goals and we're just getting left behind. My guest today is a voice actor who has a powerful story to share because... He just simply made the decision to run his own race. He's built his own voiceover career and business. He's done it on his own timeline, with his own plans, with his own goals. And I wanted to share his story in hopes that maybe you'll relax and do the same thing for yourself. Because for some people, yeah, maybe you're going to find incredible success in this industry in a year. But for someone else, it might take 15. But either scenario is okay if you're staying true to you. Welcome to the show, Ellie Schiff. You recently shared a post in the Vopreneur Facebook group, and I love that post. And as soon as I saw it, I knew that I wanted to have you on the show to, to talk about it a little bit further. And so for anybody who has read the post, this interview may feel like a, a little bit of a, a rehash, but we'll dive deeper into it and explore some other things as well. But what really inspired me by it is it's so easy to get caught up in everything that we see on social media because everybody always shares their best life version on social media. And, you know, nobody ever tells you that, oh, you know, I booked this national commercial and it's absolutely amazing and I get to work with this dream client, but, you know, I hadn't booked anything for the previous four months or whatever, right? And we, we always conveniently leave that part out. And so what I loved about your story was, you know, this 15-year this journey of getting to where you are today and just laying it out there like, you know what, this is okay. And, and I think that, my hope, anyway, is that in in sharing that story, that there are some voice actors that are listening right now who are feeling the pressure or playing that comparison game or, you know, maybe feeling like they're not keeping up or they're not doing a good enough job. 
and they're going to hear your story and they're going to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe I am doing okay. And maybe I can just run my race and and that's going to be good enough. And so that's what I think is, is, that's what I think is going to happen here. So that's what I'm open for anyway. I hope so. That's the whole reason I posted it, really. Um, You know, it's, I'm of two minds about posting things about that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, oh, look at me. I can, I did so well and da, da, da. I mean, it's good to promote and, and put yourself out there, but this to me was more of a personal thing that I wanted to share just because I feel like I've been there. I've been that guy who's like, why am I not succeeding? Why am I not doing what I want to be doing? Why, you know, what more should I be doing? And you, you feel that desperation. Yeah. Um, but I really posted it more in hopes that it would be inspirational to people to be like, yeah, look, this guy's not maybe the best actor or the most talented, blah, 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 or whatever. Um, but... Um, ultimately he made it work and so can I, I think that's what we're going to do. And so, uh, I mean, I'm sure that when you posted it, you probably weren't thinking that I was, you know, Oh, Mark's going to send me a message. He's going <laughs> to ask me to be on the podcast or whatever. But, no, not but, at all. <laughs> but here we are. This is what we're going to do. So let's go to the beginning, uh, where you started in 2005 and, and talk a little bit about the life of a, a big city accountant. Sure. <laughs> um, it was about as exciting as you just described it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I graduated college uh, with a major in accounting. And I, to be honest, I was so stressed out about it that it's unusual. But when I was, I guess, 21 or so, I ended up getting shingles because I was so stressed. Um, it was mild form, but like, you know, it was like I had shingles on my back. Like I was, I, it was it was a very mild case, but like that comes from stress. Um, and so I started accounting in 2005 already with the feeling like, Oh, um, but I didn't know what else I could do. I wanted to be an actor. I had done plays in, in college and, you know, was still doing stuff on the side, but that job ends up consuming your life. Right. Like I'm sure a lot of people, you know, who, who have jobs on the side, like they expected you to work during tax season like 55 hours a week. It was a lot of work. And that's at minimum. So I was there for about two years. And, you know, accounting is great for some people, but I am not that person. <laughs> um, and after about two years of it, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so I decided in 2007, like total 20-something-year-old whim, like, oh, I'm moving to California and I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> that's the part that I think I found the most entertaining only in that it's the sort of thing that you see in movies, right? Yeah. I'm going to quit my job and move to Los <laughs> Angeles and I'm going to become a famous actor or whatever. I've heard other people talk about doing something wild and crazy like that. I don't know too many who have actually followed through with it. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about smarter that. smarter than I am. <laughs> but uh, like literally I had no plan. I was just like... I have a few dollars saved up. I'm going to do this now because if I don't, I'm never going to do it. And everyone told me I was crazy and they were all right. <laughs> but it was just, I just felt the need, you know, to, to make a change in my in my personal life, in my location. There's a, a phrase um, in Hebrew, uh, essentially what translates to change your location, change your luck. Right. Um, and... I just decided I wanted to change things because I just I, I couldn't figure out what else I was going to do in New York. Um, to me, acting, I just it was just the thing I wanted to do. I felt like I needed to do it. 
as I'm sure a lot of people do. But for me, because I'm Orthodox Jewish, and so I was like, well, I'm in New York, I could do theater, but there's <laughs> there's uh, Friday nights and Saturday matinees, and I was like, well, that probably won't work. And most of the filming was done in, in L.A. at the time, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And, uh, yeah, I had a little bit of money saved up from from working, but I also lived in Manhattan, so <laughs> that ate up quite a lot. I was going to say, yeah, you got to make a lot of money in order to have a little money when you're in uh, when you're in Manhattan. Oh, for sure. In L.A., at the time when I moved out, it was a bit cheaper, but it has gotten pretty comparable to living in Manhattan at this point in L.A. So, um, but yeah, I, I moved out there 2007, November 2007, around Thanksgiving time, and really had no clue. I started taking some classes here and there, workshops and, you know, VO classes, and just kind of like getting my feet wet a little bit. But it was it was definitely rough going. And I started to learn also about marketing, because I had no idea about marketing. I didn't know what I was doing. I remember the first time I sent out like, I don't know how many dozens of of headshots and resumes to agents that probably didn't even look at them, you know, right. at the time. Yep. It was it was a lot of missteps, I guess. Okay. Um, well, hey, you don't know what you're doing, but at the same time, you're putting yourself out there. So you got to give you credit to. for that. Well, I mean, once I made the move, I was like, well, I'm all in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my wife, uh, well, at the time, who wasn't my wife, My uh, her name is Sherry, Sherry Pear. She's an illustrator and cartoonist and... In 2009, she came out for a cartooning event. Uh, they have this big thing called the Rubens every year. It's an awards thing, um, kind of like the equivalent of you know that's VO, that's VO and the um, Voice Actors Awards, you know the Sovas. Yep, yep. Um, but for cartooning, so she came out. It happened to have been in LA that year, and we spent a lot of time together, and ultimately realized we just had a lot in common. Uh, we're both artistic and like you know a lot of the same things, and we dated long distance after that for a little while and got married in 2010. Um, so 2010 so, brings a wife. 2012 yes. brings a baby. Prior to that, I'm guessing you're living the bachelor life in in yeah. LA, and it doesn't really matter like where you, as long as you got a place to sleep and you got some food, right? There's there's limited uh, limited oh, responsibility sure. and obligation, which takes I was a little working part time at this company, kind of like making a little bit of money just to offset some of my expenses, but it certainly wasn't covering all of them. But I didn't really need a whole lot, you know. Um, it was more of just what I needed for acting classes and and marketing materials and whatever else at that time, um, you know, and barely enough to eat. <laughs> so the wife and baby come, and I'm guessing that that changes things dramatically. So talk about how that shifted your priorities and what did that do to impact the pursuit of your dreams that you are currently doing up until this point? Yeah, it really did make a difference. I mean, when we got married, my wife was working freelance uh, in cartooning and she was further along in her career. So I decided to kind of find the full-time job, or we decided together that I would find a full-time job. So I was working um, at a school. I was first the facilities director and then the athletic director, um, which, if anybody knows me, would when when they hear athletic director, they just laugh because I am not a sports guy. <laughs> um, but all I had to do was organize it. I didn't have to play it, so it worked out. There you go. That's um, easy. Yeah. So, um, but I did that for probably a solid five years or so. But while I was doing it, I was taking classes on the side because around the time that my son was born, uh, my wife and I had a discussion because we were like, well, I could continue to pursue on camera, but that was like a lot of driving to things and I'd have to miss work. And it would take three hours between the hour to drive to wherever it was, the hour that you're sitting and waiting at the audition because they never were on time. And then the hour to get back. In that time, I realized I can do 
10 voiceover auditions. Yep. You know, so it just seemed a waste of my time. And so I really started to pursue voiceover a lot more. I started taking classes wherever possible. And obviously, you know, finances were what they were. So we kind of had to balance, you know, okay, you can take a class this month, but maybe not next month. Or, you know, maybe we got a holiday bonus. We'll use that towards whatever. As so, someone who's driven in L.A. traffic, I can understand why you uh, would not want to do that every day. I can understand why voiceover oh, would have rough. such mass appeal for you because it's like, I mean, I I feel like the term driving in L.A. traffic is almost an oxymoron in and of itself because <laughs> you don't really ever get to drive. There's a lot of sitting, a lot of waiting, you know, not yeah, that, that's certainly. about it. It, it. Especially if it's during a time of the day when there's rush hour, you're just really not moving. I mean, and we were living in the city versus, you know, a lot of the places were in Burbank or in Santa Monica. Yep. So to get there, it was just like a nightmare. Right. Um, and now it's a lot different with technology. People are doing remote records or remote um, on-camera auditions, which, you know, has its own challenges. But, you know, it can be a lot quicker <laughs> than the three hours it would take to get to whatever and back. Absolutely. So I know you, you touched on this a little bit. You, you're in L.A. You're not just sitting around and hoping for a big break. You were working your tail off to find that. You mentioned that you yeah. were working on your craft, taking a lot of classes, you know, whenever whenever finances made it possible for you to do that. Talk a little bit about the classes that you were taking. What were you doing? Was it acting? Was it improv? Was it voiceover? Was it a little bit of everything? Or there people it that was, you worked with that had a huge impact? Yeah. Talk about that experience. It was a lot of different classes. I mean, I definitely took some improv. I, I Before we had uh, our son, I was doing a bit more of sketch comedy, but that took up so much time also because, you know, I'd have to work evenings and, you know, our shows would be at night. It was a lot of fun. And actually, I just talked to someone yesterday she, we have known each other for years and years, and ultimately she went from doing sketch comedy to producing voiceover stuff and, and doing uh, – I'm working on a podcast now because of her, uh, my friend Isabella. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm on this podcast, you know, these three podcasts through podcast because of her. But this was years, years later, you know. So you never know where where those seeds that you plant are going to grow. Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I had no idea that she would end up doing this, and, you know, it, it led to that. But um, classes I took, um, I took a ton of classes initially at Kalmanson because they had this great sale. <laughs> like it was like buy one, get one half off or something. And so I, I just dove into all these different genres that I was like, eh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. Like promo was an area that I loved but was kind of unsure about. And I jumped into the class and it just felt right. And ultimately, I, actually last year, I, I won a couple of Sova's awards for – for promos that I did. That's awesome. Which was just bonkers to me. <laughs> like I I was not expecting to be to be nominated, let alone to win. Like I, you know, you hope, but um but yeah, that that all came from having tried new things and going to different classes and realizing where your strengths and weaknesses are. Um but for me it like I'm a slow learner. It takes time. Um so <laughs> so, you know, I was going to lots of classes at I went to the voice caster and voice tracks had had various things and wherever I can really learn I, I was just I would go to um, I don't know if you know Tim Friedlander yep uh, but he's a great guy yeah and he was having um, these like twenty dollar workouts out of his place and I was going to those as often as I could because not only did I get better from from working but I got better from being around amazing talented actors yeah that's so important. It's huge. And, and someone was saying to me earlier about 
comparing that and and you know seeing each other as as competition and and I'm like it's just we aren't we're mostly especially in the voiceover world we're we're there for each other we support each other and you know you're either right for something or you're not but that doesn't make you a competition with somebody else because if you're not right for it someone else might be yep yeah and I think that's a big part of it too right is voiceover is a little bit different from other things like we're not we're not all baseball players hitting a baseball right every one of us has our own unique voice every one of us has our own unique style you know our own little quirks and idiosyncrasies that we bring to reads and, and our acting style and all of that and so you don't i mean you're we're, we're competition in in the sense of you know if they're looking for a male voice actor or they're looking for a female right. voice actor but outside of that it's like whatever we bring to the table everybody brings something unique and it does make for a a, a totally different experience in the industry so i'm curious yeah. With all these different classes that you're taking, and one of the things that I love that you said was, you know, just trying everything just just to see. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a big proponent for, uh, you know, stretching yourself outside of your comfort zone because otherwise how do you ever grow, right? If you're always just doing the things that you're comfortable with, how do you experience totally. growth? Yeah. How do you discover new things? So of all of these different classes that you took, was there anything that you look back on now and say, that's one that made a huge difference. And maybe it wasn't even a voiceover related class. Maybe it was an acting class or improv or something. But can you look back and pinpoint and say, man, I'm really glad I had that experience or that training or that course? Gosh, honestly, there would be too many to even list. Um, the, the biggest thing that I had to kind of adjust my head to was um, was the fact that you you can find something amazing to learn at every class. Yeah. There, there's, I, I've stopped kind of being like, oh, was I the best in this class? Or, you know, like there is no best and worst. Yes, you can be the best version of yourself. But to me, it was like I had to wrap my head around the fact that, okay, maybe you're going to learn something from the person who's giving the class. Uh, but maybe you'll you'll pick something amazing up from someone else in the class or, you know, just something that hits you all of a sudden. Um, so... I mean, I, I think I've learned from almost every single teacher or something, but a lot of times I've gotten either new techniques or ideas or thoughts. For example, one of the first people I met before I moved, uh, before I really decided to go into voiceover um, because of my wife's illustrating um, was Tom Kenny, you know, the voice of SpongeBob. Okay. And I went to this holiday party. He happened to be there. And I was talking to him. I was like, how did you come up with this voice and he showed me that he he took his you know his hand and he put it by his neck i wish i could show you what it looks like but but he basically made this like ah, sound by putting his hand by his neck and kind of like shaking it up and down and i was like oh i never thought to use other body parts yeah to, to to come up with this unique noises you know these unique noises and sounds and and that to me was was mind-blowing and, and that wasn't even in a class so, like, when you hear other people doing things, I remember someone doing an Ed Wynn impression. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I think I could do that. Um, and I've used it before. <laughs> They're just different things. With with promo also, it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, I guess I could imitate what someone else is doing. But when I try to do it, I, I'm not the in a world guy. It's right. not. It's yeah. not me. Um, but I can do those, you know, those young, fun stuff. Yep. I, you know, like, so, like, learning by experiencing it, and getting a sense of what you're capable of, um, you know, and, and, and learning from everyone around you is is so, so key. At least it was to me. I think that's a big part of it, right? It's it's this 
This idea that you never, ever stop learning. And I think if you look at the most yeah. successful voice actors in our industry, the ones that you think are you know, riding the top of the industry at this point, mm -hmm. every one of them is still coaching. Every one of them is still networking. Every yeah. one of them is still learning from other people. Every one of them has mentors that they get tips from or have conversations with or whatever. It's and that that's pursuit. huge. Mentors are huge. Yeah. Uh, I will say that because there have been people who I've coached with uh, and, and just friends who have become like really successful who have been willing to who have been really generous with their time mm -hmm. um so like if i'm struggling with a certain kind of genre to to an audition or something i'm like something's off here can you take a quick listen i i feel like 99% of the time i can find someone who will be like yeah sure no problem and give feedback that's awesome that's what i'm saying there's not really competition there's more of like this camaraderie that comes along with voiceover and that's really why i love it one of the things that I absolutely love about voiceover is the freedom and flexibility that comes along with it. And that was a big part of the reason why I made the decision to pursue voiceover full-time in 2012, because I just got tired of everybody else being in charge of my schedule. And I wanted to live life on my terms. I wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on my terms. And I felt like voiceover gave me that. One of the ways that voiceover gave me that was when I learned how to market myself. Because through my marketing efforts, I was no longer reliant exclusively on outside forces for voiceover work. I wasn't waiting for audition opportunities that fit on online casting sites. I wasn't waiting for my agents to send me opportunities. I was actively out there every single day pursuing my own leads and converting them to my own clients. And so learning to market has been a huge part of my journey and a huge part of what has given me not only success in my business, but also the freedom and flexibility to live life on my terms like I want. If you want to be a more confident and effective marketer, I've created a program that can help you do that. And that program is VoiceOver Marketing Playbook. It is out now through January 13th, 2023. This is a step-by-step, easy-to-follow marketing course that is going to teach you how to find your own leads, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you want to be. This program can help you on your journey to building the dream voiceover business that you want to have, just like Ellie is doing, building his dream voiceover business. Get the details and sign up at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That's voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now, back to our show. So, moving on with the story 2017... Yeah. Another life change. Your wife lands a, a big job in advertising. I'm assuming she was name dropping you to all of the creative directors. I hope she was yeah. anyway. But with your wife having this new big opportunity, how does that change what you're doing or does it? Yeah, no, it did. I mean, we talked about it for a while because I was working at that point in an office and, um, you know, wasn't making great money, but, you know, making something. And she was working at a company. She was actually doing the advertising for um, for Red Bull. And so she was she was doing well. And so we had a conversation. I was like, listen, you know, I feel like we can kind of make it work with your salary for now, and I'll build up my business from here um, slowly. But it was really kind of a like like one of those things I did when I was 20, I think it was 24, when I moved to L.A. It was like, I'm going to do this now, and no plan, and kind of dumb. But... but it was like I had much more knowledge than right. I did. Um, so, and at that point also, I had gotten um, a few agents, regionals, and local, and 
you know, I was starting to kind of book a little bit here and there, at least more frequently. It wasn't a ton, and it certainly wasn't enough to live on. But um, also through friends, I was getting referrals to things, and, you know, I'd started doing some e-learning, so I made money doing some of that. And, you know, I'd get a commercial here and there. So it was like these slow slow builds. And this is why when you're saying it, it's it takes time, I mean, some people get in there and have it, whatever it is, yep. and they kill it. That was not the case for me. You know, it, it took a while until I, I found the various avenues that I can go down. Um, and one of the avenues that I, I've worked a lot in recently um, has been audio description, which is something that I'd never even heard of until 2019. So, uh, fi- like, like we talked about earlier, finding your voice, realizing what you're good at and what you fit in and what your personality is is good for. Because... I tried doing audiobooks, and I am not a great fit for audiobooks. <laughs> Me neither. God bless you those who one. can do it. Yeah, but absolutely. It is not easy work, and I highly respect them, but it is not for me. Um, you know, I think I've done maybe a handful of them, and it's 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 hard. Anyway, my point was just slowly plugging away and building up a client base is really what worked for me. And, and part of that was taking your course, was just paying attention to what I needed to to be doing, how how I can find those opportunities around me and what what suits me as a person. Yeah. How how can I be authentic and also, you know, share what I can do with others. Absolutely. So fifteen years is a long yeah. time to pursue a dream. What kept you going when so many others absolutely would have quit? Like most in this industry, if they last a year or two before they give up, right? If they, oh, I haven't made six figures, I've been doing this for 12 months or whatever, and they right. they have very unrealistic expectations and, and, and they give up. And sometimes they have to, right? You, we've got to still pay the bills and all of that. Of but, course. But what kept you going? What What is your why? Like I, I talk about we all need to have a why that drives us into the studio because there are going to be days when we don't feel like doing it, we don't want to do it, whatever. But yeah. because we have something that's bigger than just recording a voiceover that's pushing us, that gets us into the booth. So I guess that's really what I'm asking is, what, what is your why? What is my why? Uh, that's a really great question. Uh, there are a few things, but I think for me, one of the biggest things is that I'm a contrarian, I guess, where when people tell me that I can't, it makes me want it more. Right. Um, and... As I brought up earlier, because I'm an Orthodox Jew, people are like, oh, it's not possible to have, you can't have a, a, a career in the entertainment industry. How are you going to do this? It's ridiculous. Um, and in certain areas, I could see how that would be almost impossible, but doable, but still very hard. Sure. Uh, but with voiceover, I found it just kind of worked more for me. And even recently, I've seen so much support from from the voiceover community. Uh, I just went to That's Voiceover, and uh, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit here, but I was in that this audition spotlight. I, you know, They bring in the top 40 people out of 1,700-plus, yep. um, and I ended up in the top six, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it happened to be on a Friday night, and um, the people in charge were so, so respectful and explained that um, you know to the audience that I wasn't going to be able to use the microphone, and it was, it was all done in a very kind and 
loving way. And I really, I really appreciated that because they could have just been like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, we really need you to use a microphone. Yep. And I would have to have been like, okay, I'm sorry. I can't participate. You know, blah, yep. blah, blah. Um, but I, I think that's been the driving force for me is people have told me that I can't. And I just wanted to show that I, that you I could. Yeah. And it was also an area that I loved. It, it, you know, if it had been on camera, I don't know that I could have continued. Right. I just felt like auditioning on camera became became a chore. It didn't. Sure. I didn't enjoy it. Whereas auditioning in the in the booth was was kind of a joy, especially as I started because I didn't start with a huge agency um, and, and wasn't getting these major auditions. When I would get any audition, I was like, "Amazing! Yes, please, thank you." Um, and so I, I'm so grateful for every single step that it took to get here and and all the people that have been um supportive along the way you know Absolutely. um and and speaking of which uh, you asked part of the why you know it comes also down to family like without my wife and her support and my parents and my in-laws you know it, it just I, I don't know if people had been constantly telling me you can't you can't you can't quit just stop i could see how that would wear away on a person yeah after after a while you just give up because you don't want to fight against it anymore right? yeah. yeah and there have been moments for sure when i've been like oh maybe i'm not good enough and you know maybe i shouldn't do this and the truth is maybe i'm not good enough but you know what <laughs> i'm too stubborn to quit so talk to us about some of the cool projects that you've been able to work on and then you know some of the people that you've been able to work with because i know you've got some credits. I know you're like, oh, you know, I haven't done a lot, or I'm not that big of a well, deal, or whatever. Well, you you've know, done some, you've done some cool stuff. So, you know, brag on it a little. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I think partly because I'm like, I've done a little of this and a little of that. You know, I feel like that. You know, jack of all trades, comment master yep. none. Yep. Um, uh, you know, I, I have been lucky to to be involved with certain projects. You know, like um, I'm in Genshin Impact and. Uh, I've I've been on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and I've done some promos that have been on Disney. There there have been some amazing things um, that I've been a part of, and I'm so grateful. And I don't mean to belittle it in any way, but it's just been like a lot of like you were saying. There's a lot of stuff that sometimes you work on that nobody ever sees mm-hmm. or hears. Yep. Um, you know, I did um, I did a lot of e-learning for a company, and that paid bills for a while you know yep. it wasn't glamorous and and you know walk walking talks you know it's not it's not anything that anybody you know wants to hear same thing for audio description i i love doing it and i love that it's helping and servicing a community and making things accessible um but most people have no idea what it is when i tell them i work in that area i have you this know. this awkward conversation with the the customs and border every single time i pull up to the border to to drive across and you know they're mm-hmm. like hey what do you do for a living i'm like oh i'm a voice actor and they're like oh really a voice actor what have i heard you on i'm like exactly nothing yes <laughs> you know if you listen to such and such companies employee onboard training but right. i highly <laughs> doubt that you did that and so it's like that those are those humbling experiences that remind me but you know those are the bread and butter jobs that pay the bills and, have and provided that's exactly right for it, my it, family Right. And nobody really, if you don't work in the industry, people just hear voiceover and they assume that means uh, animation. Yep. You know, they don't really, or maybe commercials. Although yep. I will say one thing I did work on um, was called, uh, for, for a seltzer brand called AHA. And I heard a commercial on the radio and that was pretty freaking amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, just that experience of hearing on the radio. Um, 
But like, if people ask, what am I going to say? That I was, I had a commercial on the radio. Like, no one knows necessarily the commercial. I mean, unless they heard it. But like, yep. I, I, I wouldn't say that. You know, success doesn't necessarily equate to fame. Right. And to me, being successful is being able to provide for my family. Yes. Um, yes. So that's why in my book I'm successful. <laughs> well, other people say that I am probably not or probably not really know what I do, but that's fine. Um, I don't necessarily need to be famous. I, I just I get to be an actor for a living, and that to me is huge. I, I have always said that I'm not here to collect credits. I'm here to collect paychecks. I. I need money I in that. the bank that's going into a retirement fund, that's going into a college fund, that's buying my kids clothes yeah. and food and paying for the mortgage. Like, I don't care if I ever get cool, sexy credits. Right. <laughs> I just want a consistent paycheck. I want to make money. Well, to doing me, Mark, this. you are cool and sexy. So you, you can rest assured. <laughs> so I know that you recently had the opportunity to walk past your old office in Times Square for the yeah. first time. Talk about what that experience felt like. I mean, here you are 15 years later after walking away from the accounting job, going to L.A. on a whim, doing this crazy thing that most people <laughs> only talk about doing. And now you get to be back in front of that office building knowing that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you've made it. You've done it's, it. It's it's a really, really crazy emotional experience, especially the first time I was in Manhattan. And the first time that I, I booked a job in a studio in Manhattan that that was just like, you know, I wasn't in full on tears, but I was close. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is in 2017, I want to say, um, they had the That's VoiceOver conference also in Times Square. And I was part of the top 30 promo for that one. I didn't make it to the top six that time, but I was there also. And it was also like right around the corner from where my office was. And at that point, I was still I was still struggling, you know, sure. like to really make ends meet. But I was at the point where I was like, oh, I think I'd just gone full time in the summertime. So, you know, it was it was already like a big experience just to be in that, you know, near the office and kind of be like, oh, wow, this is this is weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was kind of mind blowing to go into the city and be like, I am working. I'm walking past all these people who are going to Broadway shows to see actors, to, to you know, to yep. people on their phones watching shows. And, you know, in some ways I kind of felt like, oh, this is so cool. I have this little secret. I'm going now into a studio. <laughs> but, you know, not that the thing I was working on is even going to air anywhere. But it was just cool to be a part of something like that, having left such a long time ago and come back and, and reflecting and I think to me that's been a big thing, just reflecting on how far I've come. I feel like again, a big part of it is knowing that not, not having to wonder too, right? If you, oh, you you could have stayed in your secure accounting job that probably would have provided a, a pension and healthcare and you know a nice living for your family and all this sort of stuff, but yeah. then you'd always there'd always be a part of you that's wondering, could I have done it? Could I have made for it? For sure. And I have friends who who did that, who stayed in their jobs and you know they made whatever figures they made and are happy in their homes and all that. And I'm sure they're happy and, and you know, I wish them well. But to me, it was just, I don't know, in my head, I knew that if I didn't do it, I was going to regret it. I just knew it, yep. you know, and, and I didn't want to become that bitter person that didn't try, that hadn't tried. Yep. It, it, it's one thing if I had tried and failed and came back, there's no shame in that. Lots of people try and fail, but at least they're trying, yep. you know, 
and and if you want to be an accountant, that's that's amazing. Great, go do that. Um, you know, it's it just it, it wasn't right for me, and I just had to kind of find my way. And so now I feel like I have. I I don't feel again like that. I'm the most successful person or the most talented actor. I believe me, I know way more successful and talented people, but to the point where I feel like I'm on a good path, you know, that that's really meant a lot to me. But you're successful to you because yes. you decided what your definition of success was. You get to decide what success looks like to you. Nobody else gets to dictate that for you. And so now you know exactly what you're doing and how you're pursuing it and you're going after it and you are successful for yourself. And I think, I mean, I think that's an important lesson for everybody to learn too is that there's not, there's not one definition of success. There's there's not yeah. one picture of what it's supposed to look like. It's, it's and certainly not one everybody. path. So let me ask you one more question because we're we're talking a little bit about success here, and you've you've already given me your definition of success, which I love. It's very much in alignment with how I feel about it. I'm curious, what would you say is your secret to success? You, you've you've taken this incredible journey from New York to LA, you've pursued this dream, you have turned into a consistently working voice actor, you've got cool credits, you're doing some really awesome things, you've signed with the agents, all of this sort of stuff. What is the secret to success that that got you there when you look back on the last 15 years from where you're at today? Wow. Um, I wish there were just like one answer. Uh, To me, I feel like it's just being persistent, being the squeaky wheel, really just keeping that enthusiasm and and wonder for life. Because the more you meet people over the years, the more you'll see how how people are the same and want the same things. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's in, in this industry or not, you know, to me, it's fostering relationships with people and getting to know people, uh, genuinely getting to know people, not just, yeah. oh, you can get me a job? Great. You know, I want to be your friend. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people who are your friends can help you get jobs. Um, and one of the cool things this summer I got to do was I got to work in as a casting director on a podcast. So I got to cast a few of my friends in the roles and that was awesome. Yeah. But, you know, just, just genuinely wanting to know people and and wanting to wanting to grow in your craft i think that's that's a huge mm-hmm. part of it for me yeah. because the more you do the i feel like the more you check off your list the more you're going to feel like oh well you know what what's next kind of thing but 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 if you're always trying to grow and to meet new people and to um share experiences um and help other people you know and they'll help you as well you know but I feel like that to me is the key. Just really those fostering relationships, you know, plant those seeds and water them. Uh, and that's that to me is the biggest key, I think, to success. I think that's absolutely solid advice. Well, Ellie, this has been great. I, I'm so, so grateful for you sharing this story because I genuinely think that there are people that need to hear this that just need to be reminded that the journey doesn't have to look like somebody else's journey. And and if the journey takes 15 years and a cross-country move and a wife that lands a great job that can help you and, and having, a, uh, having that support system that encourages you, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You did the thing. You, you, you had this goal. You had this passion. 
you went, you did the thing. It's 15 years later, you're looking back on a life well lived with so many great opportunities, continued growth, continued momentum. There's nowhere for you to go but up. I, I, and I just, I really hope that this story inspires other voice actors that are listening who have compared themselves to, to people who are walking a different path, walking a different journey, and, and maybe they're not feeling adequate or not feeling like they're good enough or doing the right thing or it's taking too long. I mean, there's no such thing if you're staying true to who you are and what your dreams and your goals are. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate all that. And, and I do, you know, I, I do really feel that if it's something that you love and you, you really, you know, there are going to be days where you're not going to love everything about it. But sure. if, if this is an area that you really want to pursue and you really want to go after it, don't don't give up just because the timing hasn't worked out for you. Um, that, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. I, that's the reason why I shared the story in the first place. Cause I know even a few years ago, I was just like, oh, maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I'm just not going to make it, you know? And, and the truth is, like I said, I, I'm not the best actor in the world. I'm not the best marketer in the world. I, I just kind of am a pain in the butt <laughs> <laughs> and, and reach out to people cause you know, I, I care about people. So, um, to me, it's, it's so the stick the sticking with it is really the biggest key for me i right think on. you know and thank you so much for having me i i really appreciate it and i hope it's it's helpful to other people that's really the biggest reason i shared yeah for sure now if somebody wants to look you up online listen to your demos maybe get in touch with you send you a note say thank you for your story whatever uh how do we find you online sure uh i'm on all the socials but my website is elliotshift.com two l's one t okay um and um you can find me on facebook or twitter or or instagram and uh i'm i'm always happy to chat with people on those i think i'm elliot ellie schiff or something to that effect ellie is e-l-i in case that's helpful um yeah and and uh, you know i'm always i'm always down to help others um so if if you've been going down this path and you feel like oh gosh you know what do i do you know, you know, we can we can chat and maybe come up with some ideas. I'm I'm happy to help. Right on. I will put those uh, links to the website, social media in the show notes as well, so you'll be able to find those uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Just check the show notes; they'll all be there. Ellie, thank you for your time. Thank you for your story, and thank you for the inspiration. I I truly do appreciate it. Really, my pleasure. Thank you. One year, five years, three years, fifteen years—it doesn't matter. There's no one right way to success in voiceover. There's not one single definition of success in voiceover. And that's probably one of my favorite things about this industry is that we all get to define these things for ourselves. You get to decide what success looks like for you. You get to decide how you plot a path to that success. You get to decide the steps you take and the steps you don't. Yeah, there are people out there who will help you along the way, who will give you advice, who will point you in a direction, but ultimately you get to decide. And that is exactly what Ellie did. He has just been working away at his own pace, doing his own thing, and it's paying off. And he's getting there. And he's getting some incredible opportunities. And I really do hope that you have been inspired and that you have been encouraged by his story. Maybe you'll give yourself a little bit of a break if you're not quite as far along in your journey as you would like to be or maybe as you would hoped to have been. If you enjoyed this episode, if you were inspired by this interview, would you do me one quick favor? Would you share it in your Instagram stories and tag me 
and tag Ellie. It's at Mark Scott and at Elliot.Schiff. And I'll put those in the show notes for you. But if you would tag us, let us know that you're listening. Let us know that you are inspired. I know that it would mean a lot. As always, thanks so much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceAmp player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.